What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Hope Huddle Podcast, your place for inspiration, hope, and empowerment. In the late 90s, 98s, early 2000s, when churches still did uh, revivals and healing crusades, who's got that testimony? Who's been to one of those before? There was a pastor in Argentina who set up an event. And this event was gonna be across many churches. And he left early in the morning. The event was at six o'clock. He left at like six in the morning. And he went to go pick up people in his little bus. He had one of those little church vans. We've all ridden one of those, right? I kind of grew up in one. And he's out driving and he drives for like two, three hours to pick up a family and he gets there. He loads them up and one of the ladies says, Pastor, there's one more family half an hour away. Can we go get them? So this is a man of God, of course, and he says, absolutely, because a good pastor never leaves anyone behind, right? Mm, a good Christian never leaves anyone behind, right? Come on. So this pastor drives on the another half hour, and he picks them up. And sure enough, pastor, on the next village, there's two more people that need to make it. They need some healing. All right. Let's go. Another hour. And he's going and he's going and he picks them up. So this transpires and he's got like five houses, households, households that he's hit up and he's picked up people. And then the van's full. So he says, okay, let's go. Let's go to the event. Let's go get everybody's healing. Let's go receive God. Amen. And as, as he turns around the van, he realizes that it's out of gas because he was so poised and so determined to get everybody to the feet of God that he wasn't paying attention to the gas tank. He was so focused on doing God's work that he didn't really pay attention to the gas tank. So he's got a van full of people anxious to see God, to meet God, and the van's out of gas and there's no way of getting back. And this pastor, he was a man of God and what he does is he didn't quit, he didn't complain, he didn't cry. He said, God, you never ever let your works fall to the ground. And I'm here. This van is full. They're ready to meet you. Are you ready to meet them? And sure enough, bam, he got an idea. He had a five-gallon bucket of water in the back of that van. You know what he did? He grabbed that water and he said, God, I'm going to use this water and you're going to turn it into gasoline. And you're going to make a miracle right now because I can't let these people down and you're not going to let these people down. And he pours that entire five-gallon into the gas tank. Water. Water, this is a true story, I'm not making it up. Water. And it turned into gas, the van fired on. It said, when I heard the story, it says that he put a little piece of paper on the gas gauge so he wouldn't pay attention to it. He was just like, let's go, it turned on and he didn't stop. But see, before he turned the van around and people realized that it was out of gas, some people got off the van and went back home. They didn't wait for God to do the miracle. They were on their time, not God's time. You know, they wanted to do the things when they wanted to do them, not when God wanted to do them. And he didn't wait for this man of God to say, God, you're going to make this happen. So they got off and they went back home. And halfway through their journey back home, they realized that that van made it to the place. Because this man was a man of conviction over his condition. And that is the title of this message. That's what we're going to speak about for the next 30 minutes. If you can just give me 30 minutes of your time, I want to talk to you about conviction over your condition. What does it mean to have conviction? Now, I'm not talking about convicted felons. I know there's some goons up in here with a record, you know. Not a record label either. I'm, you know, hey, ho, I'm not looking at anybody. What does it mean to have conviction? Conviction 
in, in our realm, in the Christian realm, is to stand firm in what you believe in. It's your faith. It's your understanding of God and saying, God, no matter what happens, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to trust you. You're going to guide me. You're my father no matter what. That is my conviction, at least. I hope you share the same. That's what it means to have conviction. What are conditions? Let's name a few. Conditions. Oh, trouble at home. An empty gas tank. I can't make it to church because I don't have gas in my, van, in my car. I'm not saying go put water in your gas tank because you may not have the same level of faith that man had. But these are all conditions that affect us, that keep us from the mighty hand of the Lord. This man did not quit. He went to a place where he knew he can get an answer, and that is God. How many know that? How many know that you can go with any problem, any situation, and get an answer from God? Okay, that's a word that somebody needs today because so often we go to the wrong sources. But we're going to get into that later. When we look at the life of Daniel, I know that Pastor announced that we were going to be going deep into the life of Daniel. So I know that all of you read the book of Daniel between last Sunday and now. So you're going to know where I'm at. If not, go like this, buckle in. Let's travel. And we're going to Babylonia. Who's going with me? So we end up in Babylonia. And at this time, the king, Nebuchadnezzar, we're going, to call him, we're going to call him Neb. You know, that's a long name. You don't have to remember it right now. This king, he took over this land. And he put his own rules. He put his own uh, laws. And he was ruling with power and might. But he was a man that knew that he needed to be surrounded by wise people. How many know that? That it's important to be surrounded by wise people. So this man, this king, sends out his trusted advisors. And he says, bring me the best looking men of royal blood that have no physical imperfection, that are skilled in everything they do, that are wise and that are smart and that are educated. In other words, Brother Godfrey, me and you would have made the cut. And he says, bring them to me, feed them from my table, give them what I eat, and put them through a process of education so that one day they can come and they can serve me in my court. They can be my advisors. One of those people was Daniel. That one of those people and his, two, and his other boys, Zedrak, Meshach, and Abednego, A, B, and M, A, B, and A. And these people, these three guys, these four guys, they got put into this place where they were trained, they were taught a new language, their names were changed, like Pastor mentioned last Sunday. And they were brought into this foreign land and they were told, you need to uh, go through a process where you are filled with knowledge so that then you can serve this king. You following me so far? When I read about these men of the, of the Bible, I, also, I often put myself in their shoes and you know, we're hard-headed, right? I'm, at least, I, you know, I can be. And I would have been like, Daniel, you know, if I'm Daniel, wh why? Why do it? Why not just quit? Why not just run away? Or why just say, King, I'm not serving you. Do what you got to do. Kill me if you need to. But see, Daniel was a person that knew the hand of God, that was connected to the, to the, to the word of God, and he was a man of conviction. And that brings me to my first point. We got three points I want to share with you today, okay? When you have a flat tire, you call AAA, right? I got three A's for you today. This is our triple A for today. That brings me to the first point. Our first point is appreciate your process. You see, because like I was just saying, Daniel could have quit. He could have ran away. He could have said, I'm not going to do what this king says. He is not my leader. He is not anything to me. They pretty much robbed me from where I live and brought me here and made me work for him. 
But no, you see, Daniel understood that he was not brought to this place to accommodate and to acclimate. He was brought to regenerate. He was brought to desegregate the border between people and God. He was brought to change things. He understood that, so he accepted his process. So he went through this process of training. They taught him the language. They taught him everything that one day the king would know along with his boys. And see, all that training didn't help Daniel give godly answers. That training helped Daniel navigate in an ungodly place because this king was a paganistic king. He set up golden statues and he said, worship them or die. He says, do what I say or get into the lion's pit. He was that kind of dude, just tripping, man, just tripping all over the place. He wanted you whatever you wanted to do and that was it. You had no argument, you had no input, even as an advisor. So Daniel, continuing in the story, Daniel graduates, right? Along with his boys and he gets put into the court. The court is, in, in modern terms, the government cabinet. The government, he's working for Trump. Because this dude was kind of like Trump. And he starts working for him and this king, Nebuchadnezzar was a king that loved to dream. Who likes to dream? Do you understand most of your dreams? He didn't either. There is like 12 chapters of this dude dreaming and not knowing what them dreams said. So every time he had a dream, he would call all of the, the brujos and the, the wise men and all of the advisors and all of the scepters and all of those people and he said, I had a dream, but I don't get it. So one of you better tell me what it means. And if you don't tell me what it means and I don't, and I don't think that that's the correct answer, you die. That's how this dude rolled. So in the book of Daniel that I know you read, there's six instances where him and his boys are tested in that manner to see if they were truly wise. But two struck out to me the most. The first one is in the first chapter. And this king says, Daniel, he, he comes to his advisor, he says, I had a dream, collect all of the wise people and bring them to me. I wanna see who can interpret them. And he said, whoever gives me the wrong answer will die. So Daniel, being the man that he, went, that he was, he went to, to, the, to the correct source. He went to God and he says, God, I don't know what this guy wants, he is tripping, but I know, God, that you're going to come through because the answer that I'm supposed to give him not only is going to keep me in good standing, but it's going to save my life. How many times do you go to God for the correct answer instead of the wrong people for the wrong answer? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. I just, I just like to do that. And so Daniel said, I'm going to go and I'm going to pray. The, the book in, in the book of Daniel says that he prayed three times a day out of his window that faced Jerusalem. He did that every single day. And that time right there was the time when he went to God. You see, because if you understand this story and the life of Daniel, you understand that in order to move up a level, you got to come down a couple. You see, he had his boys, Meshach, Zadrach, and Abednego. Just like we got our people. He could have been like, hey, you know, it's game time on Saturday. I got to tell this dude an answer. What do you think I should tell him? And then sometimes when we ask that to the people that aren't connected with God, they're not on the same level with God, we get an answer that we don't want to hear. So they're dead to us. Just like the king said, wrong answer, you're dead. It all ties in together. We got to be careful with that. So Daniel said, okay, I got a dilemma here, but this is how I'm going to find out. So he did this three times a day. And he figured out that God would come to him in dreams as well and would give him the answer. And when he would get the answer, he would come to the king and he would stand up before the king. And all of the witches and the witchcraft people and all of the advisors and all of the smart people would say, King, 
No one can meet such a demand that you're asking. No man on earth can give you the answer that you need. But I come to tell somebody that God is no man on earth. And Daniel was led by no man but only God, okay? Somebody needs to shout today for that. You see, because when we take for granted the process, we take for granted the lessons that God wants us to learn in order to help us with the challenges that we're gonna have. I love that song. This is how I fight my battles. I heard that song at the last drum start for the first time and it stuck with me because I used to fight my battles with this. Huh? How many? Don't raise your hand, how many? I used to fight my battles with these. I'm pretty, but I'll throw them. I used to fight my battle with this. Huh? And that was my worst weapon. My best tool. My best tool, and when I read this story, he's this right here. The three times a day or even more, I hope you do. It's those times in, in that no one sees what you're doing. It's that time in secret where you're saying, God, I gotta do something on Saturday because it's game time, so you gotta hurry up and show up on Friday night. I mean, I, I live my life that way, that, that way now, where it's like, I know I gotta do something. Hey, I gotta preach on Sunday. And if I'm honest, on Wednesday, I had it in my stomach that I couldn't do it. So on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, what do you think I did? Hmm? I didn't text none of you. Who, who did I text? Hey, y'all better tell me something because I can't preach up in here on Sunday. No. I told my wife and she said, you know what she said? Because my wife is a, is a spirit-led woman. She said, you better pray. I said, well, if you're going to clap, brother, sister, you better. Ooh. Praise God. You guys are so good, so smart. I love this. You guys are easy to preach to. You have to appreciate your process. We've covered this many times. A lot of people want a certain position without paying the price. And I'm not gonna get into all that. I'm not your pastor, I'm not gonna hit you hard. Come to huddle, I'll hit you hard. But when you don't appreciate your process, you don't appreciate what you get when you move up in a level. You say because you kinda of took a shortcut. Okay, is that clear? Great, great, so good, so good. Point number two, I'm kinda of running through these. Analyze your sources, that's the second A. What does that mean? Like I said, Daniel didn't go to Meshach, Sadrach, and Abednego and says, I need an answer from one of the three of you so that I can give to the king. He always went to the correct source. You see, because the Bible says that I can never take my problems to a place or a person that doesn't have the ability to help me solve them. Amen? Because a lot of the time we go, to a, we go to someone to get the solution and we end up more cuckoo than when we went with them over there for. Sometimes we go over there, we try to get a solution and then we come back with their problems. Whew. Brother, that's true, ain't it, brother? Sometimes we go expecting to hear the right thing, but when we hear the right thing, which is truth, we don't like it. So we take it as false. Thank you, brother. We're in this, man. I feel this, bro. You feel, I feel like I'm floating, bro. It's okay, they'll get it in the car. And sometimes we go to people that are not connected with God. And that's just, that's just as good as calling Walter Mercado. It don't add up. Like Pastor said, it don't add up. You cannot go to someone and expect a spiritual answer if their spiritual life is through the floor. You can't. You can't. You can't. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. So Daniel understood this. So Daniel said, I want to read a, a verse in 2 Peter chapter 1, 20 and 21. Knowing this first, 
that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man. That's good. That's telling you right there that when there's a word for you, it doesn't come from man. It's as clear as day, people. It's as clear as day. It says, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So what are you telling me, Reese? That I can't go to my friend and ask for advice? Oh, absolutely, you can. But when it comes to matters of the spirit, of the heart, and of the mind, you better go to God. And then if you go to someone, you better make sure they're aligned with God. You see, I got my people. See, in life I've learned in the 25 years of believing in God and, and having a conscious decision to follow God that I need help. We all need help. We can't know everything. If you can do what I do and I can do what you do, one of us is irrelevant. We all need help. But I also learned that I don't need help from just anybody. I need help from people that are aligned. I need help people that are with God. I need help that are people like Daniel. I need help people that go to the spirit, that go to their knees three times a day. I need help from that, okay? I don't need help from somebody that's gonna just give me a half thought out answer just to get me out of the way. And I know that sometimes people will be like, well, you never come with me with that because where are you at right here, brother? Where are you at right here? Where are you at right here? Because if we're in the same place, I need to go to another level. Amen. How everybody, everybody doing all right? See, Daniel did not seek the counsel or advice of others. He went to the best source, the only source, God. God above all things. So we fight our battles how? Through God. We go to? Come on, talk to me. We go to? We, we ask the questions to? All right. You see, because... Because you had a conversation with somebody doesn't mean you don't still owe a conversation with God. We covered that in men's group. Accountability is just for people to help you through the process, but it doesn't mean you still don't have to talk to God. The Bible says, come to me with your sins and your issues and I will drown them at the bottom of the ocean. Come to me and then go to your accountability group, whoever that is. That's a word. I'll take it back. You don't want it. We should never take our problems to a place or to a person that does not have the ability to help us solve them. Very important people. I did that too many times. And I ended up worse. I ended up more confused. I ended up because I love people that I ended up absorbing those problems for myself. So then they couldn't help me with the problem because I took the problem with me. And then I went to another person and asked for, for a solution and then I ended up taking that problem with me. And I got heavy. Yeah, I gained a few pounds, but I'm talking about spiritually heavy. I got real heavy. My knees hurt after a while. My mind hurt. My heart, my heart hurt. Hard-headed, hard-hearted dude. Because I never got the solutions I wanted because I was always looking in the wrong place. We all go through that. It's okay. But I'm here to tell somebody that just like Pastor Fran says, we fight our battles. It may look like we're surrounded, but we're always surrounded by God. We're always surrounded by his grace and his understanding so long as you seek it, as you seek it. I know a lot of smart people doesn't make them wise. And I know a lot of wise people doesn't make them smart. And I know a lot of God-led people. And those are right in between, but they're right above. And those are the people I strive to surround myself for. I encourage you to surround yourself with God-led people. Stop listening to those people that just, they never tell you nothing good. It never works out. 
never works out. Somebody said, brother, you know, you should let your hair grow back out. Have you seen what I look with long hair? I should have put that picture up there. A couple of you seen that. I mean, back in the day, bro, we cannot listen to the wrong sources. You have to analyze your sources. I make a commitment, and I don't know if you'll make that commitment with me, to analyze my sources, to keep good sources, to keep good people, God-led people, okay? Not emotion-led people, not mentally-led people or intellectually-led people. All that is good and dandy, but in the hearts of the matter and the mind and of the spirit, stick to God. Ready to move to the next point? You must have authority in your conditions. Write that down. Authority in your conditions. See, that pastor from Argentina took authority and he put that water in that gas tank. That was authority. That's saying, hey, I know someone that can make this into something else that's going to get me where I need to go. Daniel was the same way. I know somebody that's going to take me out of an impossible situation because no one can tell me what I dreamt without me telling you first so that you can interpret it. He was able to do that time and time and time after, after time. The second story about Daniel that struck me and it relates to taking action in your authority and your condition was that Nebuchadnezzar passed as king, then came his son. And this son was the same kind of dude, loved the dream, didn't know what they meant. Just same kind of situation. And one day the king says he already knew who, got, who Daniel was. People told him Daniel is a man of God. He served your father well. He always showed that God, the God that he served was the only God and the true God. And so the king listened to people that didn't like Daniel because a lot of people are quick to go tell other people what you did wrong, but not what you did right. It's all, see, bad news travels what? Good news travels? So they're so fast. Oh, they did this, they did that. But it's never, hey, that person is a heart, a person of a good heart. A person of understanding. It's never that. So these people, these other wise people saw Daniel, that he had so much favor. It says that the king put him as the third highest person in the kingdom. Wow. And these people said, we don't like that. They were jealous. And they come and they try to find fault in Daniel. They try to find dirt. You know, how, the, how, the, how it goes in, in the TMZs and all that. They try to find the, the grudgy stuff. Something to smear you with a smear campaign. You think they found something? Nothing. Because the same God that gave him the revelation of the dreams was the same God who kept him in good standing amongst men, amongst kings, amongst everybody. He was a man pure, weighed and found worthy, says the book of Daniel. How many want to be weighed and found worthy in the eyes of men and men of God? Absolutely, absolutely. And so they come to the king and they say, king, since they didn't find anything, hey, you should put a law that says that no one is allowed to praise any God except yourself. No one, for an entire month, you cannot praise any God. You can't pray, you can't kneel, you can't do anything to any God. And the king says, okay, because he listened to the wrong people, okay? He wasn't in tune, his receiver wasn't. He listened to the wrong people. So he passed this decree, in other words, a law. He passed this law that no one was allowed to worship. No one was allowed to call the name of any God. And Daniel heard about this decree, and he went to his home, says the book of Daniel, and he did the same thing three times a day. 
like you always did. See, because I don't know who came to hear this, but Daniel was a guy that he didn't care what the law said. He didn't care what the man said. Because see, a lot of us think about the law and it frightens us. See, there's a president that says you got to leave this country because of the skin of your color or the, right, the wrong or right papers. I say, no, papi, I stay because God brought me here for a reason, for a mission and with a vision. And I don't leave until I accomplish it. So Daniel said, I don't care what that law is. I'm going to do what I do. This is my conviction over my condition. The condition was, says you can't praise God. The conviction says, yes, I can. And Daniel stayed there and he prayed. And they found out those same people that snitched on him went to the king. He's praying. He offended me. He said something I didn't like. And the king, because it was a law, what did he do? He had to complete it because he was still listening to the wrong people. And it says that he threw Daniel, he, you heard the story, he threw Daniel into a lion's pit. He tied him up and threw him into a lion's pit. And it says the king knew who Daniel was. He was a man of God, a good man. And he says that throughout the night, he couldn't sleep. He was thinking about who? He was thinking about Daniel. He's like, what have I done? See, I listened to the wrong people and I hurt someone. When we listen to the wrong people, we end up hurting people. We end up hurting ourselves. Huh? And he says that he woke up in the, in, in the early mornings and he goes to the mouth of the cave where there was a stone blocking Daniel in with the lines. And he says, Daniel, he called out in anguish. Has your God saved you as he's always done? And it says that Daniel cried out and says, yes. God sent an angel and closed the mouth of the lion and I slept here the whole night nice and comfy. Hallelujah, man. He said that they pulled Daniel out of the pit. They inspected him. There was no wound, no scratch, no torn clothing, nothing. God protected him because he kept his conviction in his condition. He kept him safe. And you know what the king did? He, he brought another law. He says, everybody in the kingdom will now praise the God of Daniel, the God of, of heavens, the true God, the real God. And anybody who speaks against that God will be thrown in the pit. And he did just that. Those people that snitched on Daniel, the king said, hey, all of you line up right here. Uno por uno. Chismosos. And he threw him in the pit and it says in the story, wow, look at this. Before they even fell to the bottom of the pit, the lions had already tore him up. Moreover, he threw him in there with, their, with, his, with all of their wives and all of their kids. You see, because when you speak against a person of God, a man of God or a woman of God, there's a price to pay for that. That's a lesson to learn right now. That's what's kept me safe and alive. Honor people of God, women of God, honor them. Be careful with your tongue. Because a lion, I never got bit by a lion. I got bit by a dog, but I can't imagine, brother. It's crazy. You see, Daniel could have made so many mistakes along the way. He could have went to the wrong person and gave the wrong answer, dead. He could have went to the wrong situation and he could have let him, his heart guide him instead of his spiritual connection, dead. He could have taken for granted his process and says, I'm going to do what I want to do, dead. And a lot of people say, well, you know, I, I like to go to my, to my people, to, to, my, to my friends, to my circle, because I see eye to eye with them. Oh, I've heard that before. I've said that before. You know what the problem with seeing eye to eye is? Come here, brother. Is that so often 
you get so used to seeing eye to eye because it's comfortable. It makes sense. I don't have to go higher or lower to see eye to eye with you. We connect, right? We're yin and yang, right? But see, when we have eye to eye connection, that's only for a season. That's only temporary because my problems end up getting bigger than we are at this moment right now where we're seeing eye to eye. So the only way for me to get another solution is to step up a level. That's a word, man. You better catch it, brother. And then see, and when you say, hey, so what about my family? What am I, I can't come to them. Yeah, absolutely you can, but you gotta get the right sources. How do you get the right sources? Because when you step up, you worry about your people and you say, hey, brother, step up with me. And we're eye to eye again. But see, my problems are now bigger than me and bigger than you, so what do we do? We step up, come on, brother, until we keep stepping up, brother, and then we end up where we got to be. So it doesn't mean that you gotta leave your people, it means that you gotta keep the people surrounding you spirit-led people. That is why I can come to him in all matters, because I know who he is, he knows who I am. Otherwise, if I just met him off the street, you think I'm gonna tell him my dirty business? Thank you, Pastor. Huh? We cannot make those mistakes. It's very important. In order to fight your battles, like that song says, you gotta know the right tools. What's AAA? Let's say them again. Appreciate your process. Analyze your sources. Authority in your condition. See, Daniel practiced these things every time he was tested. They were tested six times. How many times did Daniel die? None. How many times was Daniel's integrity and his credibility dragged through the floor? None. None. Because his recipe was simple. And the product was great every single time. You see, because to get a good product, what do you need? You need good ingredients. You need good stuff to make that with. And his ingredients were simple. Three times a day. Eyes forward, focus on God. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say. Eyes forward on God. This word is so relatable to, to us guys because some of us were brought, it, it spoke to me this way, and I will be transparent as we, as we call up the band. Some of us were brought from a foreign land from another country, I was. We were taught a new language. When I came here, brother, yo no hablo, nothing. You know what I mean? And they, and they brought us here to a new land. And they didn't change our name physically, but God changed our name. The son of man, to the daughter of king, to the, to the son of a, of, of a great person. He changed our names just like they changed their names, but our name was changed to the good. So follow me what I'm saying here. We came to this foreign land. We were, said, we were told you have to Learn the language, get educated. That was our process. It's gonna be your process when you go into a new marriage, into a new relationship, and you go into a new job venture, into a new business venture, that's your process. Appreciate that. You see, but the trick is, I wasn't brought here to accommodate what's going on here. Daniel wasn't taken to Babylonia to accommodate what was going on in Babylonia because he understood these three things. It gave him the favor to change the face of Babylonia, the change of Greenbelt, of Rockville, College Park, wherever it is you come from, the change. See, you are taken from one place and put there to make the change, to make the difference. Do not acclimate. Do not get used to it because the, diff the, the other side of condition is comfort. 
And we've heard many great messages from our pastor. Comfort is dangerous. I'm not going to get into that. But just reiterating that, it all ties in. The worship tied in today. Everything we've been learning from the last series, it all ties in today. I'm not saying something different. I'm just saying it in different words to what we've all been saying, to what we've all been feeling. I feel the Holy Spirit every time I do anything Hope Center related. Has anybody been feeling that? Huddles, team nights, Sunday services, whatever. It's all been great because we are slowly but surely understanding and practicing what the good recipe is. Your receiver must be. You got to turn to the right. And you got to have authority in your. Once again, much love and appreciation for listening to today's message. I'm so glad that you've been a part of the listening experience. But let me tell you, there's nothing like the live experience. It cannot be explained, only experienced. And so I encourage you to come out on a Sunday so you can listen to the messages live and be a part of a wonderful atmosphere within family and within community. You can find more information about our gatherings on our website at myhopecenter.org. Also, make sure to follow us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is at my hope center i also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so that you get notified as soon as we upload content make sure to share it with your friends and your family there's someone that you know that could really benefit from these messages so make sure to spread the word about what's happening here on the hope huddle podcast so again i hope to see you soon until then peace love and god bless